Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. again to the Explaining History podcast and tonight's episode is slightly different from uh, really anything I've I've done before because I'm not talking about the past, I'm going to talk about the present. Um, I'm here in Great Britain obviously uh, in the midst of an unprecedented constitutional crisis Um, And it seems disingenuous at best to talk about Nazi Germany or Mao's China or whatever I'm going to choose um, whilst we're in the the middle of this uh, moment. Now, um, the whole point of this podcast is to try as best I can to convey um, a, a detailed and hopefully interesting picture of the 20th century without taking too partisan a position I'm aware that not everybody who listens to the podcast will always share my views, and they don't have to. Um, as I've, I've made explicit before, generally my views are kind of broadly social democratic uh, and left at centre. But if they're not yours, then that's fine. Really, it is. Um, I, I don't seek to to preach or convert. Um, we're in a moment here in Great Britain where, uh, as we have seen with. Um, populist and uh, nationalist uh, movements uh, around the world, uh, there's been a direct challenge in the last few weeks um, to parliamentary sovereignty, parliamentary democracy in general. And I'll explain uh, bit by bit what has happened as a result of the ongoing crisis over Brexit uh, and the uh, rise to uh, uh, the position of Prime Minister of uh, Boris Johnson. Um, the the view that I take um, I means that I, I'm strictly uh, avoiding um, any kind of partisanship over this because whether you are a Conservative or Labour, whether you are a Nationalist or whether you are uh, in the centre ground of politics, whether you're a Socialist, Marxist, um, what have you? Um, parliamentary democracy is, is such a profoundly important aspect um, of the the functioning of uh, society um, that uh, it should be a kind of uh, almost a non-partisan issue that it should be protected and preserved. And for those who uh, worry. Um, that uh, those of the those who are perhaps more akin to uh, Boris Johnson in um, 
political outlook, uh, though that is difficult to uh, ascertain really because is a, a character really that has, seems to have absolutely um, no interest in any particular agenda other than that of his own. But people who identify with being conservative um, would be entirely justified in opposing a parliamentary coup because it will set a precedent for future prime ministers to do the same thing um, who might be from the left or might be from an entirely um, different uh, political tradition to that which you support. So um, it should in theory be a, a non-partisan issue that any assault on liberal democracy is a fundamentally bad thing. If you believe that an assault on liberal democracy is a good thing, then I would humbly submit that this is not the podcast for you. But I, I doubt very much uh, that people tune into this uh, podcast with the expectation of listening to openly fascist ideas. Okay, so um, very quick recap. And this is perhaps it's more for um, listeners from uh, around the world, but I, uh, I don't imagine that everybody in the UK is um, necessarily completely uh, on top of all the details. And by the way, neither am I. So I'm working here from um, uh, a, a sort of a wide range of, of sources. But this is a, a kind of a general explainer to people around the world who are mystified with uh, what is going on. So very quickly, the, the, the long trail of, uh, of Brexit. Um, by the late 1980s, uh, the Conservative Party, having um, carried out much of the Thatcher programme throughout the 1980s, from 1979 uh, onwards, um, recognised one salient truth, uh, that the um, ideas that were central to uh, Thatcherite economics, really monetarism, controlling the money supply, had failed to work. Uh, and instead, um, by the, the third uh, Thatcher term, um, they went into reverse and a huge uh, artificial boom was uh, created. The uh, Thatcher project had created huge social uh, divisions um, and without kind of much um, economic gas left in the tank, um, following the sale of the privatisation uh, of uh, public utilities, the sale of council houses, um, the flogging off of Britain's assets at a sort of fire sale rates and the de-regulation um, of the, the city, the uh, famous finance, the famous big bang moment of the 1980s, um, where the city was not only computerised, but also kind of liberated from uh, a considerable amount of, of regulation. Things like mergers and acquisitions become the, the big business uh, in Britain, uh, along with the, the financialization of the economy and the deindustrialization of the economy, uh, and the um, destabilizing really of, of British society. Um, a long um, period of prosperity throughout the 1990s, which was luckily inherited towards the tail end by Tony Blair, um, managed to mask a, a lot of the problems and the wheels come off in 2008 uh, with the, the world economic crisis that sends uh, shockwaves 
um, through the sort of established um, politics of and uh, economic thinking of um, of Great Britain, because the the model that Britain had based itself on, this model that we can loosely call neoliberalism, has ceased to function, and for a decade. Uh, we have existed in a kind of um, a vacuum um, where one uh, economic system has um, fallen apart and is really kept alive on massive influxes of um, quantitative easing, so the recapitalization of the banks, um, and yet there is uh, no kind of coherent ideology um, and no coherent kind of politics other than that of kind of austerity. So. This is where we uh, begin. The Conservatives came to power in 2010 and it, their key policy idea um, was the uh, inst introduction of austerity, um, austerity economics. The uh, banks had been saved in 2009 by the then Prime Minister Gordon Brown who had persuaded not um, just Britain's central bank, the Bank of England, but central banks around the world to recapitalise their banks and to save the world economy. The first thing that the, the banks did in 2010 when uh, they uh, poured their monies into uh, conservative coffers was to ensure that it would be uh, the costs of the bailout uh, for the financial crisis that they had in large part caused were pushed on to the population at large in terms of uh, austerity, which was began as uh, an attempt to um, claim that excessive spending by a supposedly profligate Labour government had um, caused uh, financial instability and the government um, had the new Conservative um, and uh, Liberal Democrat coalition government came into power and their hair whitened when they saw uh, the depths uh, of the previous government, which is kind of basic economic illiteracy, but I'll, I'll come on to that. Uh, and in their shock and horror, they decided that, unfortunately, in a spirit of national enterprise, all in it together, they would have to uh, bring about swinging cuts. Of course, the whole thing was um, a ruse uh, and was designed really just simply to offset the costs of the financial crisis onto local government, uh, onto uh, the welfare system, onto the NHS, um, and to bring about new rounds of privatisation. Though by this point, the inheritors of Margaret Thatcher's ideology, uh, David Cameron and George Osborne, had precious little left to privatise other than um, the post office, um, which uh, was a kind of a, um, a well-worn uh, process of um, helping uh, a small number of investors to capitalise very nicely out of it anyway. So the um, social turmoil um, that austerity caused... Um, the resentments, the um, burning issues, the burning anger uh, was uh, easily off-placed by the government onto uh, targets such as um, uh, migrant workers, asylum seekers, um, and the typical conservative playbook of you know single mothers, welfare cheats, and that, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, and the uh, main newspapers of the day. The Times, The Telegraph, 
and the Sun, uh, the Express, uh, and the Daily Mail, um, all behind the government, um, stirred up a, a kind of a constant diet of Europhobia and uh, anti-immigrant sentiment. Okay, so that's that's the long tail. Referendum happens in 2016. Um, David Cameron hoped when he won the 2015 election that he would have a coalition. He was being pressured from the right by the uh, Britain's right-wing populist party, UKIP, the United Kingdom Independence Party, uh, to um, exit the EU. Um, and the uh, Liberal Democrats, David Cameron knew, if he was in coalition with them again, would veto any uh, move towards an EU referendum and then David Cameron could blame them. Unfortunately, to his surprise, David Cameron wins due to the Labour Party's weakness under Ed Miliband, wins a surprise victory. He doesn't know this is going to happen. He's rather shocked at the time. And he uh, therefore has to commit to a referendum um, in a kind of a rather typical um, fashion for this sort of uh, rather louche kind of PR man that he, he was. Um, a, he... he chose not to plan the referendum properly, to require a supermajority, where one needs at least two-thirds majority to carry the uh, result. The terms of the referendum were you know, a straight in-out referendum on the EU, when really the question of a post-EU future is hideously complicated, as we're finding out. Uh, and so, a large, in large part, the current crisis we are in is due to his laziness and irresponsibility. Then finally, he was succeeded by Theresa May, um, Theresa May, who kept in her cabinet Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson was one of the chief agitators of the Leave campaign, one the chief uh, proponents of the Leave campaign. He is a political figure who, uh, there's little parallel in modern times, in Great Britain at least, of, of a man so um, utterly... Uh, devoid of any kind of, of principle whatsoever. Um, for those that don't live in the UK, um, it was it is one kind of revealing little vignette is the fact that he chose to write two leader articles for the Daily Telegraph newspaper on the day that he announced his involvement in the Leave campaign. One was uh, an article for Remain, the other was an article for Leave, and he wasn't sure until the last minute which he would submit. He chose leave because he thought it gave him the best chance of getting into Downing Street. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Theresa May chose to keep him as her foreign secretary, knowing that he had lied throughout the campaign. She wanted to keep him as foreign secretary so that he couldn't cause her trouble on the back benches. Um, he proved to be the most disastrous foreign secretary probably in British history over two years, uh, causing a string of gaffes and embarrassments. Um, and when Theresa May, um, after uh, several attempts to get a Brexit deal, finally gave up in defeat after also having lost her majority in 2017, um, her overall majority in 2017, and winding up with a, um, a hung parliament um, we're using needing uh, the DUP, the uh, Ulster Unionist, uh, the the um, extremist um, Ulster Protestant um, uh, party to prop up her vote. Um, she came away um, with a kind of almost no negotiating position. So she she uh, resigns in 2019, and here the current phase of the crisis begins. So the current phase of the crisis begins with Boris Johnson being chosen by, uh, not by the electorate, but by a small uh, number of Conservative Party members, uh, mainly men, mainly old, almost exclusively white, and uh, all uh, of the belief that it will be Boris Johnson that will bring them their treasured uh, Brexit victory that he will finally remove Britain from the European Union. The reasons behind desiring this are um, really kind of manifold, and they, they reach deep within the kind of the, the rather tormented um, British psyche that is still uh, wrapped up with memories of the Second World War and uh, English exceptionalism. Much of this is less to do with. Uh, British sovereignty and more to do with English nationalism but that's, that's by the by they saw Boris Johnson as being the man who could uh, extract them from uh, Europe um, 
Very few of them, uh, I believe, look upon him as a particularly um, honest or upstanding individual. Most of them think he's simply useful in their wider ideological goal. He has positioned himself as the champion of the Brexit movement, but it's not something he believes in. Um, he would uh, no doubt embrace Remain, or have embraced Remain in the past, if he thought it would have done him any good. So this tiny unrepresentative uh, group was able to put Boris Johnson in 10 Downing Street without there having been a general election because of one of the kind of the oddities of uh, British political life in that um, a, a party in power uh, with a majority in the House of Commons simply selects amongst itself and amongst the uh, there are different um, processes in the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, but they select amongst themselves the leader of the dominant party, who is then uh, who is then able to form a government and approaches the Queen, and, or is invited by the Queen to form a government. There is obviously always kind of secret conversations happening between the Conservative Party or the Labour Party, whichever it is. And uh, tender and uh, Buckingham Palace, the Queen invites, and then hey presto, you have a new Prime Minister. So we've had um, Theresa May, um, who uh, came to Downing Street in this fashion, and now Boris Johnson. And so um, the um, crisis escalates when uh, Boris Johnson realizes that. Um, as a result of Theresa May's kind of ineptitude, he's been left with a majority of two. Um, some months ago, in um, Wales, here where I live, in Brecon and Radnorshire, a one of the uh, two um, lost their seat in a by-election uh, caused by uh, said Conservatives' dodgy expenses, and now you're down to a majority of one. They policy that Boris Johnson came to power to push through was an, essentially a no-deal Brexit. A Brexit, uh, a crashing out of the European Union which will cause untold damage to the British economy, will cause uh, Scotland to secede from the Union, um, destroy British farming, destroy British fishing, destroy British manufacturing and a whole host of other stuff. Um, that is his policy, really, to appease the fantasies of um, Southern, really, English nationalism. Um, and the problem that he has in bringing that about is that a majority of MPs of all parties in the House of Commons don't want it. And the crisis is one of plebiscitary democracy, the referendum, direct democracy, meeting with uh, parliamentary democracy where, or representative democracy. Um, there are now two sources of legitimacy in British life. The will of the people, this kind of, which always has kind of like fascistic echoes, and parliamentary sovereignty. And these two forces are pitted against one another. Any time an MP says that they don't want Brexit, they have to listen to tirades of people saying, yes, but it's the will of the people. If you look at the simple mathematics of it alone, it is the will of a 
minority of the people. I won't go into all of that just yet, but uh, that's certainly the case. The problem here is that Boris Johnson now has threatened to prorogue Parliament. That means that he's threatened to close Parliament over the next five weeks. There are moments where prorogation of Parliament happens quite regularly. It happens sometimes um, during the party conference season, uh, where both parties are expected to kind of go away and have a good time at Blackpool or wherever and talk about their policies. Um, but it never happens for five weeks. It certainly never happens um, during a period of national crisis, and it is certainly highly unusual for it to happen um, to be called by a uh, Prime Minister who has only faced the House of Commons once since he came to office and who has not directly elected by the population. So the added problem to all of this is that unlike America or Germany or France or a whole range of other modern countries, Britain does not have a written constitution. Britain has a constitution that is based on a, a kind of a wide-ranging, um, fragment, fragmentary set of doctrines and um, traditions um, and um, a protocol and precedent. Um, and very little of it is written down. And there's no one codified document, say, for example, uh, like the United States Constitution, which says very clearly you can go in America to the Supreme Court and a Supreme Court justice can tell you if a thing is constitutional or not. There are huge, great loopholes. Now, if you take literally any other prime minister, uh, any other British prime minister that you care to mention, most of them are, would take advice, you know, perhaps push the constitution, this unwritten constitution, to the limit, but would take advice from their um, uh, legal team, take advice from senior civil servants, and be aware that to do certain things would be to break with centuries of um, protocol, centuries of precedent, and that these certain things can't be done. Boris Johnson is unlike any of these uh, of his forebears. Um, and the reason why he's unlike that is because he's taken his lead from Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. These are the people he's been meeting with. These are the people that um, he has dis made um, not too um, veiled hints that he rather admires. And the ultimate goal, of course, is to bring about such a, a fundamental rupture between Britain and Europe uh, that the British population will be left with very little choice other than to reorient itself into an American uh, sphere of influence. This will mean uh, adopting uh, American food standards, American labour relations and a whole host of other things which I suspect probably will not be enormously popular in the British Isles. Um, so, the prorogation of Parliament, the shutting down of Parliament, is all a bid to run the clock down to get to a point where the, uh, there is simply no choice but to crash out of the European Union uh, and use um, and, and deliver to Britain this enormous shock of disaster capitalism. Uh, the kind of thing that uh, countries 
uh, around the world, from sort of Chile to Russia to Sri Lanka, have have all experienced. And now the British people are, unfortunately, if Boris Johnson gets his way, going to have their own uh, experience of. Um, there have been widespread demonstrations uh, across Britain, uh, unlike demonstrations on the subject of the Iraq war, where there was one big demonstration. These are starting to happen day after day. There will be another demonstration tomorrow. If anyone of my listeners are listening in Cardiff, um, hopefully I'll be at the Nybevan statue uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but the, uh, the difference here is that something seems to be changing within uh, the uh, kind of popular uh, attitude towards towards the government, um, and prorogation is seen as such a, a uh, an executive power grab, a coup that it's bringing protests to parts of the country that very rarely see them, small market towns such as. Hereford in England or Abergavenny in Wales, uh, places where really politics kind of is the uh, confined to the the pages of uh, the kind of the, the local newspaper or the uh, local radio station. So something is uh, something interesting is occurring. It might be too early to say precisely what, but there is some fundamental fundamental reaction happening here, which one would expect from perhaps the world's oldest, or one of the world's oldest democracies anyway, and certainly the, the world's oldest parliament. Um, what's going to happen next, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to be in a very, very um, uncertain week, where uh, perhaps there could be a general election called this week. Uh, certainly there will be a bid tomorrow to block a no-deal Brexit in Parliament once and for all. And, and if that happens, then Johnson will have no uh, choice other than to chance his arm with a general election. And then, I guess, all bets are off. OK, so that's hopefully the last thing that I'll say on the topic um, for now. And um, I hope you all don't mind me sort of taking a very, very unco uncustomary foray into modern politics, but I felt that really um, it would be intellectually dishonest of me not to uh, try to explain some of the, uh, the backgrounds to what's occurring in Great Britain at the moment. And, you know, if this is your cup of tea, let me know, and maybe I'll record another couple. Anyway, back to normal service on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.